Hey friends, one of the many things that I love about this podcast and that others have said they love as well is that I interview aromatherapists in all stages, from some that are just graduating to those that have been at this since before aromatherapy was trendy and everything in between. Welcome to Aromatic Chat, the podcast that introduces you to registered, clinical, and certified aromatherapists around the world. If you enjoy Aromatic Chat, and I sincerely hope that you do, I have a simple way for you to show your support through Buy Me A Coffee. Just click on the link in the show notes or go to buymeacoffee.com slash aromaticchat and you'll have the opportunity of buying me as many cups of coffee as you'd like. I do want you to know that those who do will get a special shout out on my Instagram. So be sure to follow Lemon Balm Coaching so you can hear your name when you buy me a coffee. Well, actually, it would be a tea or a frappe. By supporting Aromatic Chat, you'll be an integral part of me being able to continue bringing you aromatherapists from around the world. Aromatic Chat is produced by Lemon Balm Coaching personal coaching for one-on-one clients, and success coaching for aromatherapy school students. If you're open to creating the life you've always dreamed of having, but just haven't been able to make it happen yet, you'll want to click on the link in the show notes to connect with Lemon Balm Coaching. Today I'm talking with a noob. Yep, someone just starting out in the aromatherapy world. She's already graduated and obtained her certificate, but she's at that stage of business where she's working out all the legalities, creating her business model, branding, and just plain old deciding what the heck she wants to be when she grows up. This is episode number 54, Aromatic Chat with brand spanking new aromatherapist Meredith Moreno. She has some serious inspiration for all the newbies out there. So let's get started. Do you find it challenging with the time difference between Guam and the U.S.? Major challenge. I have a world clock on my phone that I refer to constantly. You can't really see it, but (laughs) Mm -hmm. yes, Mm -hmm. Google is my friend. I bet. I bet. Absolutely. So it is a challenge, but it's it's one of I'm up to the task. I'm up for it. Good. 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 So you said you graduated last year. I did. And what school did you attend? So I, I did some searching and then found Aroma Head. And I'll tell you, very conducive, in, in my opinion, for me, to the adult learning, right? Yeah. So, well, again, awesome. thank you for having me today. This is wonderful. I'm excited. Absolutely. I, I Like I said in my email, I really do think it's important for people to hear from aromatherapists in mm-hmm. all the stages. Because as with mm-hmm. anything in life, we typically only see the person once they've made it. Right. We didn't know who Dwayne Johnson was before he was, you know, the rock. Right. We we don't see the journey. We don't see the struggle. We don't see Mm -hmm. the uphill climb. Mm -hmm. So I think it's so important to hear from aromatherapists who are just breaking onto the scene. So thank you so much for coming on. Absolutely. And I think that there'll be folks that can relate to that. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Because there's so many schools, there's so many aromatherapy schools mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they all have students, mm-hmm. you know, yes. so there are a lot of aromatherapists still learning, still coming up in the ranks, even mm-hmm. though you've graduated, um, mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't that long ago. And there's people that right. are going to be looking to you going, Oh, Meredith just graduated a year ago and she's on a podcast. Yeah. 
It's possible. Yes. Yes. yes exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. Good. So we all have a different uh, journey. We all have a different path that we take to get to mm-hmm. the place where we are as aromatherapists. So this is your chance to talk about how in the world you got started mm-hmm. in aromatherapy then decided to go ahead and get your education and launch into the world. Excellent. Okay. Well, I think I'll start off by just telling you a little bit about myself and how I got started in aromatherapy, right? Yes. Um, I am a, I'm currently, and just a little bit about me, um, I am currently a wife and a mother, right, of two, and living in the United States, specifically Florida, which for your listeners who might be outside of the United States, that's in the southern half of the country. And uh, my husband and I moved down here a couple of years ago from Minnesota, right? And I do have a full-time job. So I'm an aromatherapist and I'll talk about that in just a moment, but I do currently work in corporate America. I've been employed by the same company for about 35 years. And I'm really just starting to plan my next chapter in life. And, you know, I've always had an interest and curiosity in essential oils. So I did some research on the world of aromatherapy and decided that this was the area that I wanted to dive into. And that's where I then obtained my certification as an aromatherapist in 2021. And I'll tell you, it took me a year to complete, but but I got there. And now my vision and what I'm working on right now is setting up a business around aromatherapy. And in terms of what my business will look like, not quite sure just yet, but I'm thinking I'll have a number of services, if you will. I I am interested in creating and selling blends and teaching folks about aromatherapy, which by the way, I'm currently enrolled in an aromatherapy teacher training course. And then also I'd like to do some voiceovers for other aromatherapy companies. And then ultimately I'd also be interested in doing publicly reviewing aromatherapy products. So that's, that's on my long list of things um, to do right now. At least that's my plan. That sounds amazing. But I have a question. You're working full-time in corporate America. You have this knowledge, this information, this certification. How is your aromatherapy supporting you right now in what you're doing? You know, that that's a great question. So, you know, obviously in terms of uh, the aromatherapy knowledge that I have gained, I certainly do utilize that to wind down from working over 40 hours a week for corporate America. And so that's really helped me in terms of being creative and creating blends that um, speak to me and that help me in terms of relaxing and then also motivating for the day ahead or the week ahead, right? Because, you know, working full-time and then working to create a business, I mean, it's almost literally 24 seven, you go to sleep thinking about it, you dream about it and you wake up. And so thinking about it, right. And so just using that knowledge and, and the little wee bit of experience that I have to, to make the, the process a little bit easier. That's awesome. So I love all of the, the ideas that you have long-term goals, creating blends and selling them, teaching other people about aromatherapy, doing voiceovers for other 
companies. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Also, I'd like to be a product reviewer. Product right? reviewer, For yes. Aromatherapy products. I mean, I, you know, when you think about what it is I want to do with my next chapter in life, because I, I do want to retire here um, within the next couple of years, I want it to be something that I'm really going to thoroughly enjoy, right? And and I've done a lot of soul searching to determine what that is. And that's my list I came up with in terms of teaching to love helping people, love, 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 helping people, giving back, paying it forward. 100% believe in all that. So. The one thing I didn't hear you say, though, was mm-hmm. one-on-one consultations, offering consultations, which I love because, mm-hmm. you know, we go to school, we get really excited about what aromatherapy can do. And then most of us, you know, launch and go, I'm going to serve the whole world and make blends that are going to target things that right. are out of balance. And I'm going to do one-on-one consultations, but that right. doesn't work for everyone. Exactly. For me right now, I don't think so. And I think that's, you know, for me to be very, very, very comfortable in one-on-one consultation, I think I would want to go back and take some additional course courses. You know, there are master courses to be a master um, aromatherapist, and that's just not the path I'm ready to go down right now. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. But I, I love it though, because you're planting seeds here. You're planting ideas mm-hmm. right here, right now in this podcast, maybe another student is hearing your story and going, oh, thank goodness I don't have to do that. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Not a, yeah. yeah, you're right. Because when we listen to, depending on which school that we go to or which um, organization that we happen to be a member of, there are a lot of great speakers and a lot of really good webinars. And I'm impressed and inspired by all the speakers. Oftentimes, though, they are professionals who do the one-on-one consultation or consultation for client groups. And while there absolutely is a need for that, and and um, I admire those folks, that is just not the path I think I want to go down, at least yet. Yeah, no, that's beautiful. That's inspiring because I don't know if how many of us know that we have options other than that one thing. It's, I can't say it's pushed in the schools. I don't feel mm-hmm. like it's pushed, but it seems to be like when I was going through school that that's what everybody else was planning to do. Right. So without yeah. having the knowledge that there are other options, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. that might be what everybody thinks they have to do. I think so. I think it's almost like the next logical step, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and sometimes it might not be depending on what, what you're looking at, what you're looking I love for. that. Yeah, that's inspiring. And I'm curious to know who inspires you or what inspires you. I would say that the person, because there's a person who, who I'm really inspired by, and it would be Ruth Bader Ginsburg. She spent her life fighting for women to be treated equally. And I, I will say that I am very, very passionate about gender equality, as well as I'm very passionate about women lifting each other up and supporting one another. And I try and emulate that in my everyday actions and behaviors, because I think that we're, uh, and I don't mean to sound cliche, but you know what, we're, we're a tribe, we're women, and we have so much to give to each other. And I think supporting each other is, is so very, very, very important. And that's what yes. I Yes. Imagine a world where every woman looked at another woman and said, how can I help you succeed? Exactly. 
Yes. Exactly. Wouldn't that be fabulous? Is there one thing that Ruth Bader Ginsburg, like one thing at the top of your list that's inspiring that she had accomplished? Well, I think that she dedicated her life to just gender equality. That is so inspiring to me because oftentimes, I mean, even today, I think, you know, not to get political, not trying to do that, but even today, I think we see gender bias often and all around us still, which is unfortunate. And to, to see some, a woman, another individual who really dedicated her life to trying to eliminate that and really standing up for other women and what she believed in, that is, was just so inspiring to me. I remember when she passed away and I was reading up about her and learning more about her. I had no idea that she was instrumental in this one thing. Um, I'm prior military and I got out of the military in 1991 on a, on a little known clause that was in the military that if it was your first pregnancy, you could get out with an honorable discharge. No questions asked if you didn't want to stay in the military. Okay. Prior to Ruth Bader Ginsburg. If you were active duty military and got pregnant, you were thrown out. We'll be back after a quick break. Hey friends, if you're an aromatherapist, here's something really important that you may not have been taught in aromatherapy school. Connecting with other professional aromatherapists is really important to the health of your practice. Why? Because our brains are designed for connection. Connection, team, clan, tribe, core group, no matter what you call it, it's about survival. When you are isolated, it's easy to become discouraged and feel like nothing you're doing really matters. But when you're connected and part of a larger group focused on the same goal, you're energized, and maybe you even feel invincible. Well, coming up September 26th through 28th, you have a chance to be a part of a community of aromatherapists at the Aromatics in Action International Conference, Embracing and Composing Sustainable Aromatics in Nashville, Tennessee, USA, brought to you by the Alliance of International Aromatherapists. The AIA is bringing together industry leaders and educators, as well as exhibitors, at their first post post-pandemic in-person conference. There will also be on-demand sessions to add more learning opportunities and continuing education. I invite you to visit alliance-aromatherapist.org and sign up today. That's alliance-aromatherapist.org or visit the link in the show notes and sign up today to join the AIA and be a part of the tribe. No kidding. I mean... How and I just think of that, right? And I just, I never knew that. I never knew that she was the one who gave me the choice to stay mm-hmm. in or get out. I had mm-hmm. no idea. And I, my respect for her, I don't know, it just skyrocketed when I read that right. because it was like, you listen to all the people that hate her. None yeah. of that was ever brought up. None of that, nothing, nothing yeah. about who she was and what she was fighting for. Mm-hmm. It was all about what she was taking away. Right. Well, and I think it's because, you know, some individuals, leaders, they thought that she equaled power and female power. And in a country where the predominance of power is the male gender, that's why I believe that there was such negative reaction to her for the female gender, you know, the women who may have 
had negative reactions to her. You know, I just, I, I, it makes me sad and we need to support each other. Yes. It it goes back to supporting each other and creating, Mm -hmm. uh, creating a community where we do, we lift each other up instead of putting each other down. Absolutely. So important. I think that could change everything. (laughs) I also like too, that she wasn't afraid to really say what she felt to a, a, a broad audience. There's a picture I have here and it's of a woman and her back is, is showing. And these are all flowers, peonies and roses. And um, there's a Ruth Bader Ginsburg quote on there. Um, I ask no favor for my sex. All I ask of our brethren is that they take their feet off our necks. And she wasn't afraid to say that in public, you know, ballsy lover. <laughs> Spoken with compassion. Absolutely. Right. Not just get your foot off my neck, but right? just compassionate. Oh my word. Yeah. Just amazing. I don't, I'm not, I'm not that eloquent. <laughs> Me neither. Me neither. I try. Maybe I want, want to be that when I grow up. Right. <laughs> oh my gosh. You're at the beginning of your business. Um, you're still working full-time corporate America. Yes. Is your business more of a dream right now, or is it starting to become a side hustle? It is more of a dream right now. And really what I'm doing, you know, immediately or right now is really understanding what it means to own a small business, right? Mm -hmm. Working for corporate America, I have no idea. I don't know, you know, I don't have a lot of experience, I have none actually, on what it means to be an entrepreneur. So I'm learning all of those aspects, right? Just understanding the state specific rules to start an LLC from taxes to the legal impacts of selling products and services, right? So I'm, I'm in the midst of all that. And, mm-hmm. and I, you know, for me, it's been a little bit daunting, you know, to be honest and yeah. boy, hats off to the, all the female entrepreneurs out there. I mean, I admire them for taking the risks to, to start their business. And, you know, for me, it's a learning process and it, it's taking a bit of time. Um, right. But, you know, I've got the patience and fortitude to get through that, to get through it. And I'll, I'll get there, but it's just a learning process for me right now. It is a learning process. And as an entrepreneur, I like to call it a solopreneur, right? Yes. You're doing it I on your own. Love as it. A, as way. a solopreneur, I mean, it gets lonely and boy, you're just sitting there going, what do I do next? Who do I call? Is there anybody who can help me and support me? Oh my gosh. It, it's a little, it is very daunting. Exactly. So what is the biggest challenge that you're facing as you're thinking about getting this business started? And this could be really helpful for other newbies coming up. And every state does have their own rules. Every, yep. oh my gosh, it's just, wow. Um, <laughs> but mm-hmm. what's been your biggest challenge that you've encountered so far in setting up your aromatherapy business? The biggest challenge would be understanding just just that, understanding the rules and regulations of the state of Florida. I have an LLC. I've got a name for it. Um, I didn't realize when I went to make it an LLC in the state of Florida that there's, and I'm probably going to say this wrong, but some renewal or update that you have to do every May. And if you don't go in and update your business name, there is a penalty when you do of $400. And I learned that the hard way oh, last no. year. 
it's just a lot of information out there that it was a bit overwhelming to me. And, you know, I mean, I'm in a professional role in my full-time job, so I kind of know what I'm doing, but I, I tell you, I was overwhelmed by it because I, I didn't think I was trying, I was figuring it out as well as I probably could be. Right. Mm. And I'm still learning about it as well. So that's the biggest challenge. I think the other biggest challenge that I'm currently facing is I'm a extreme, extreme introvert. And when it comes to, you know, just determining how I'm going to market everything and meet and greet folks, that's a little daunting as well. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm struggling with that just a bit. I'm putting a plan together to that I can execute on. So those are just my two biggest challenges today. Today. <laughs> Ask me again tomorrow. <laughs> right. Probably have a, a few more next month. But, you know, the way that I'm getting through it is just really being patient, right? And and it isn't a race. I mean, I don't have to get this up and running by a specific date, right? right. And that's why I started doing this right now so that, you know, I can I can fall down and make mistakes and learn from them and still know that I've got a full-time job, right, that I'm doing that can bring in income that that I would need. So the goal is obviously when I am ready to leave my current role that I'll have something in place that is at least bringing in some recurring revenue, right, mm-hmm. that will um, be sustainable. Yeah, I was going to ask, do you have an idea of when you'll want to launch and walk away from your current role? I'm not sure when I want to walk away from my current role just yet, but but I would like to launch the actual business by the end of this year and Beautiful. actually start doing some online webinars, at least um, on essential oil safety and blending, like a couple blending courses. So that that's going to be my first step there, as well as I'm also um, learning more about the voiceover world. And then I'm going to get into that. I didn't even know that that was an option. I don't know if it is. Actually. <gasps> so you I might just, know. you might be creating right. something that's a need and nobody right. knows that they need it yet. Right. Yeah. I mean, why not? I mean, could there be a company, an aromatherapy company who does want to do some marketing and perhaps they want to do sound bites of something and maybe they'll need someone to do their voiceovers, right? Absolutely. I mean, and- hell. And just because we go to aromatherapy school doesn't mean we leave behind everything that we know to create something new, right? We're going to bring along all of the little bits and pieces of ourselves into this new adventure. Absolutely. Right. And, and then in the blends, what I was thinking is, you know, and I haven't decided yet, do I want to, you know, just have a website that sells blends or do I want to go to local spas around the area and say, I can make you a signature blend, put your own label on it and sell it to your clients. Right. So in the, the, the realm of blending, haven't quite made come to a final decision on that either, but awesome. Well, now that we're talking about the actual essential oils, do you have a favorite mm-hmm. one? I do. I have two of them, but I will only, I, I will talk about the one that's less common. Um, I love Ylang Ylang. It's my favorite, favorite oil. I just, I love it so much. And it's the heady aroma that really um, draws me to this oil. And I think it, it comes from when I was a young child, 
Um, when I was growing up in Minnesota, by the way, in our backyard, we had um, we had lilies of the valley that mm. were growing in our backyard. And every spring they would just sprout up and there were just, it seemed there were thousands of them, a lot. And I picked them all the time. And I just, I just love them so much and just love the, the scent of it. And so I think that the aroma of the Alangi Lang ignites my limbic system, right? To retrieve those memories from my childhood of those mm-hmm. lilies of the valleys that I love so much. And lilies of the valley, they're really fragrant, aren't they? Extremely fragrant. They're a beautiful flower and they're extremely fragrant. Kind of like a like a, a honeysuckle, right? Really, mm-hmm. really strongly mm-hmm. fragrant, but heady. Yeah. Ylang Ylang grows here on Guam. Oh, it does. <clears throat> so it was interesting because in the bottle, it's not my favorite because it's very strong. And I saw the tree and I went, oh, I wonder... I wonder if it's more pleasant Mm -hmm. in nature. They're, they're still very fragrant, even on the tree, those Mm. little bitty flowers. So fragrant. It's like, it creates it it like envelops the whole area in their scent. Yes. Well, the same with the lily of the Valley. I mean, they're just these little teeny bells. They look like Mm -hmm. upside down or they look like bells and they're just, they're so stunningly beautiful, but they're small. So Mm -hmm. you got a little, little green leaf that, curves over and the little bells that's the lilies of the valley beautiful and it's interesting my favorite blend using ylang ylang actually is not using ylang ylang essential oil but it's using the hydrosol of Mm. the ylang ylang and so i do a blend of um, all hydrosols ylang ylang lavender and sweet grass and it makes the most heavenly mist love it Mm. use that to calm down and relax I love hydrosols. I love them. I love them. The fact that they're so gentle and I can use them with my, you know, give them to my daughter-in-law who is pregnant with baby number two and she can use them, you know, and I can be comfortable about her Mm -hmm. using them throughout her pregnancy. Mm -hmm. Love hydrosols. Love to use them. That's awesome. What do you think is a term that is uh, misunderstood? Mm Mm-hmm. And is there a term that you think that people just don't grasp? I think it's an interesting question. The way that I want to answer this question is first by clarifying when you say other people or that people might not not understand, I want to take out the the professionals, right? The aromatherapy professionals, because those folks are are studying to become aromatherapists or, or the ones that have graduated and have a lot of experience, right? Um, and and secondly, I think I want to just acknowledge again that I'm a newly certified aromatherapist. I don't have years of experience in the field, but I think that folks might not understand or appreciate the profound impact that essential oils can have on our lives and really the multiple modalities that essential oils can be used in. I mean, if you think about it, anywhere from health conditions to all aspects of mental support, um, incorporating essential oils into spiritual activities, incorporating it into cultural activities, all all the way to cleaning our homes and creating overall ambiances, whether it be personal, professional, or hearth and home, if you will. I think that that's what people don't understand is just the wide array of uses that's what I'd say. 
That's awesome. And you you mentioned again, you're a noob. Yep. Recently graduated. <laughs> I don't really have my business going yet, but you have graduated. You're looking mm-hmm. to start a business. You are yes. a professional in your mm-hmm. real life. You're a professional. Yes. So you have professional opinions. And I'm curious, mm-hmm. in your professional opinion, taking mm-hmm. in all of who you have been, including everything that you are right now, mm-hmm. where do you think aromatherapy is heading in the future? I think that's a great question, Melissa. And I think that the global impact of COVID on people's health and their well-being has really led folks to look for other options that will positively impact them in both of those areas. And I think that in conjunction with some folks wanting to live cleaner lives in terms of using natural products, as opposed to products that use harsh chemicals, I believe that that all has led to an increased interest in essential oils. And I think that this market will continue to increase. And with that, then is going to be a need to educate people on how to use these oils, not just safely, but use it in a manner that respects the oil. That's where I see it's heading in the future. I think that it's going, we're going to see an increase in the interest of it. And I think as a as aromatherapists, for those of us that have an interest in education, that we have a responsibility to help the public understand about the the safe use of it and to respect the product that they're using. Yeah. With great power comes great responsibility to quote yeah. Spider-Man's uncle. <laughs> um, but, but you're right. With great power comes great responsibility and education is power. Once yes. we get that education, it's, it is up to us to share, but not share in a way that's threatening or oh, that puts other people not. down, but yes, encourages people true. instead of uh, pushing them down and making mm-hmm. them feel less than or inferior because they don't know. Right. Because none of them, I didn't know. I didn't right. know at one point. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I think too, also, you know, there's so much misinformation out there on the yes. internet, right? And and helping um, the, the general public, if you will, understand that you don't have to be a certified aromatherapist to use essential oils, but we're here to support you, but you can do it if you do mm-hmm. it safely, right? right. It, can, it can bring you so much joy. And so much balance and so many positive, bring so many positive aspects to your life. Absolutely. I kind of think of aromatherapists like the old granny you would go to in the mountains when you were sick because there were <laughs> right. no doctors. There were no doctors, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And they taught you how to care for yourself. And that's what we do as aromatherapists. My my ideal client, once they get the information they need, should mm-hmm. never need to come back to me. Right. Until there's exactly. something new that they that's that's. That's the way I like to operate. I don't want you to continually come to me and continually buy from me. I want to give you the tools you need so that you can be well. And the confidence and the empowerment, empower them to make those decisions and utilize those essential oils that are best for them. Absolutely. So Mm -hmm. what are you working on right now that's got you really excited? I am working on honing my skills as an educator. Uh, As I mentioned before that I am currently enrolled in a teacher training course. And this teacher training course is really interesting because there's a cohort group um, Mm, that complements the the training course. 
which obviously is a group of students that were able to get together to study and share and collaborate as we um, work through the course. And so I am, you know, so happy to have these ladies that, and they're all women, happen to be women in the cohort group that I'm a part of, and just being able to talk to them and bounce ideas off of them. So I'm, I'm excited to work on my training plan, right? So I'm developing a training plan to hopefully host my first webinar, probably fourth quarter of this year. Beautiful. And then also in terms of my business, I'm also thinking about renaming the business. So I mentioned before that I had filed an LLC with the state and I, I'm thinking of renaming that to, to something that I think is more uh, better suited um, for my business. Cause you know, I don't know. I'm a dreamer. So, you know, I come up with a thought. I came up with this beautiful, great word or business name that meant everything to me. And it, it kind of doesn't seem to resonate and, and from a brand perspective, but I'm going to be taking a brand course actually um, this month coming up, which I think will help me as well. But I'm, I'm, I'm rebranding if that makes any sense for someone who really hasn't marketed anything yet. You know what, though, I think you, you've hit on something that's really common for really anyone, not just aromatherapists, mm-hmm. but anyone when they graduate from their school and they go into the world and launch their business, they go with that mm-hmm. thing that right there in that moment says, oh, yes, that's who I am. That's what I am without really diving in like you're doing now with the law yes. and figuring things out. And what do I truly want to do? What am I really passionate about? I mean, I have this education, but what about it is, is driving what I want to do and right. then building a brand around that exactly. because we all do it. I, th- I think most people do it. Look at Facebook. They just rebranded last year or earlier this year. Yes, absolutely. You and know, I'm even, right with you. Because you come out of school and you think, oh, that word speaks to me, right? Yes. And yes. I'm just it, it's really not <laughs> conducive to the things that that I, you know, want to do now that right. I've decided, right, right, of the things that I want to do in the business. So yeah. right, right. So as we close out, I love to just throw the throw the floor right over to you, open it, open it up wide, and let you share uh, something that's heavy on your heart, maybe something inspiring. We've already talked about Ruth Bader Ginsburg and how inspiring she is, but this is your chance to offer words of encouragement or inspiration for the listeners. Mm -hmm. This is great. So this is probably my most exciting part of the podcast. I think I would um, probably close it out with some inspiring words for those of you out there that are either seasoned professionals or just starting out. And these are Um, quotes that have inspired me, as well as uh, quotes that I, I live by. So one of them, and I don't know who the author is, but it, it is people might not remember what you say, but they will remember how you made them feel. And that really resonates with me. Even in, you know, there's a lot of anxiety, I feel my opinion, but in the world today with COVID and everything that's going on, kindness, kindness is, is something that I live by. Kindness is free. It doesn't cost you anything to be kind to people. And when someone is kind to you, it really, it's like sunshine in your heart. And then the other quote that speaks to me, and this is a quote by Ben 
I'm probably going to mess up his last name, but Ben Ferenzi, and he's an American lawyer, and he was an investigator of Nazi war crimes after World War II. He says it takes courage not to be discouraged. And of course, I will leave you with one last one from my famous Ruth Bader Ginsburg. She says, I'm a strong believer in listening and learning from others. And I think that sums it up in terms of where I'm at on my journey right now. That's beautiful. Thank you so much, Meredith. I appreciate you coming on. I know you were a little bit like hesitant because I don't have a business. Why would you be reaching out to me to be on the podcast? But it's so, so, so important to hear from people in all stages because we did all start from nothing before we became who we are right now. Mm -hmm. And that's going to be different than who we are five years from now. So thank you so much. You are so welcome. Thank you for having me. And for everybody out there, you know, keep at it. Don't be discouraged. You can do it. She's right. It takes courage to not be discouraged. I hope that you enjoyed hearing from today's guest, Meredith Moreno. You know, we were all beginners at one time. No one arrives on the planet fully grown and ready to step into their life path. The path is winding and it takes us down many different arteries until we arrive where we are right now in this minute. Would you play around with me for just a second? Close your eyes. Unless you're driving, then of course absolutely leave them open. But for everyone else, close your eyes for just a minute. Take a deep breath in. And imagine you're a hiker getting ready to step onto the trail. You've got your day pack with all of your supplies. You've got on your hat and your sunscreen to protect you from the sun. Maybe you've got a hiking stick or a hiking pole. And you take another deep breath. The deepest breath you've taken today. And you step onto the path. You can see ahead and you can tell that the path isn't straight. And you know from the map that it doesn't even lead to just one destination. There are side trails that you can choose to walk down. And there are different experiences. Different sights. Different scents. To be had down every single one of those trails. It's totally up to you which path you take. Now imagine you've been hiking for a little while maybe about an hour. You're now standing at a fork in the path. Maybe there's some sweat dripping down your face and you take a swig of water from the bottle that you brought. You have a choice. You can go to the right or to the left. The beautiful part about this is whichever path you choose, it's yours. You get to choose. You get to decide. Your body is warmed up and you're ready for whatever lies ahead. You have everything you need to take the next step. Whichever way you decide to go, you are perfectly prepared and ready for whatever may come. You take another deep breath and breathe in the fresh air that surrounds you. Breathe it all the way down into the tips of your toes and into your very DNA. 
you breathe out with a big sigh. (sighs) And allow your body to relax into the knowledge that you have everything you need right here, right now. If you're one of the many aromatherapists just starting out, that little meditation was for you. I'm so glad that you joined me today as I chatted with Meredith Moreno. She hasn't started her official aromatherapy business just yet, so I don't have any of her links to share with you, but be on the lookout for great things to come from this amazing human. Be sure to subscribe to Aromatic Chat on your favorite podcast platform, and please take a moment to leave a review on Apple Podcast. Aromatic Chat is produced by Lemon Balm Coaching, personalized, transformational one-on-one coaching, and success coaching for aromatherapy students. Remember, you can buy me a coffee to support the podcast at buymeacoffee.com slash aromaticchat. And you can connect with me, your master transformational coach, and registered aromatherapist on the web at lemonbalmcoaching.com. I will see you next time with our next episode. Until then, peace, love, and aromatics. Hey friends, I want to introduce you to Blend Precisely, the software business toolkit for aromatherapists, herbalists, and formulators. When I first started out as a practitioner, I used spreadsheets, Word documents, my calculator, all of my safety books, and that was before I ever opened up a single bottle of essential oil to create a blend. Seriously, it took at least 20 to 30 minutes for every single blend that I made for my clients or my family. Whether you're a seasoned practitioner or you're just starting out, Blend Precisely will take the guessing out of the safety issues and let you focus on creating beautiful blends with ease. No more using multiple different programs to get your blends ready to go safely and effectively. Everything is calculated for you inside Blend Precisely. Dilution, percentages, chakras, perfumery notes, pricing, milliliters, ounces, grams, and more. Blend Precisely incorporates Tisserand's safety information so you never have a question again. There's no more guessing. One toolkit for everything. The best part about Blend Precisely is that it's not just a program that you sign up to use and then have no support. There is constant support from the creators Katrin and Seth Burkholz. They have videos every week on their Facebook page, YouTube channel, and they even have a Facebook group for members of their community. I want you to know that Blend Precisely has a 14-day free trial. I suggest that you sign up for the trial, pull out some of your favorite blends, and input them into the program and see what happens. Maybe even create a few new ones. Maybe even create some stock blends and see how Blend Precisely can support you in your aromatic life and business. I'm sharing with you my affiliate link to try out Blend Precisely risk-free for 14 days. Just click on the link to check out the software business toolkit for aromatherapists, herbalists, and formulators. And then use this toolkit to blend precisely.